it's it's you know it again because we're still trying to get the house sold and everything it's in this weird limbo of like yeah when do we declare you know i talked to our our friend travis and uh i want to say friend of the show just because he's your <laughs> and my friend like anyway uh but he you know was he was like just pick a day and have a th- do a thing and we keep going oh okay we'll do that and then we never do it mm-hmm. um which i don't know it feels weird to be like goodbye we're here for another month you know or whatever <laughs> but it may end up what we're doing um has it really been much of the like grand tour of last things to do in texas oh. like we kind of thought it was we did we did some stuff that i'm completely blanking on right now we went for halloween te- we went as f- quote-unquote famous texans to which tara said i will dress as willie nelson and then the only famous texan i could think of was big tax like for some reason my brain just like petered out your costume was great and didn't the state fair of texas repost it yes <laughs> well tara tagged him in theirs and there were a few other ones there was a family that did the whole thing i don't know what the, i forgot what the kids were dressed up as but the mom was the ferris wheel i hope the kids which were was really dogs good. probably i i drove out to sonic and got corn dogs and then just ate them over the course of the evening and then that was a bad idea oh god i love a corn dog well it was well up on what day was halloween this year tuesday on tuesday yes. and the one near us that's 50 cent corn dog night. And I was like, well, this is, ho- this is a terrible thing to learn. And then that night I was like, Oh, my tummy, I guess it doesn't matter. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was, it was, that was the belt buckle. I'll, we'll repost the picture. Tara made that belt buckle, like drew it by, like did not trace. That was all like freehand. It was really impressive. I- um, and was just cardboard and just, you know, threw them all together really well. It was really well weird seeing her in the Willie Nelson outfit because her with a beard, I'm like, oh, I never realized how much you look like your dad ah! until she put on the beard. Oh, my God. That's funny. Um, it was, it, all of her friends said the same. She, she like, FaceTimed a bunch of friends. And they're like, oh, yeah, you look like Jim. And then Jim was like, I don't see it. It was like, okay. <laughs> that mm, That's funny. Uh, okay. So I have to share this text, this group text that was popping off before right before I hopped on so a friend of mine is on her way to Frankfurt for work she's on she's on the flight and she's like guys in Germany Frankfurt or is there yeah Fra- Frankfurt, Frankfurt Germany yes and she's okay. like guys like I'm on the, I'm on a flight to Frankfurt for work and um another passenger uh so I'm going to Frankfurt for work another passenger uh has just alerted the flight attendant that she is on the wrong plane she's supposed to be going to san francisco and i was like oh you're at the gate like odd that she got on the plane but you're still at the gate no they were eating dinner over the atlantic that's a home alone two situation (laughs) it is a home alone two it happened in episode of full house and we were all and my friend clark who's a flight attendant is on this group text as well and we are all like what i didn't know that could actually happen how did this happen so apparently the flight attendant was so the, the passenger alerts apparently it all all started when I guess the woman was perhaps half listening to some announcements and she turned to a fellow passenger in her row and said, where is this plane going? And much like Home Alone 2, he started talking to uh, him and uh, her in in German and she just understood it. Have you ever seen the thing that's like what that French guy is saying? No. (laughs) And it's like, (laughs) like halfway through, he's like, why aren't you listening to me? That's awful rude. I thought (laughs) we were talking, you know, or something (laughs) because Kevin just puts on his headphones. 
well, so anyway, apparently she then stops the flight, calls, calls her flight and stops the flight. She's eating a dinner. And so she's, I was like, first of all, clue number one, you would not get fed on a DC to San Francisco flight in economy. <laughs> but anyway, uh, and so she stops the flight. Apparently the flight attendant is aghast. Yeah. And, and it says that she has to go get, get someone in charge. And I was like, so wait, does, this, they would have asked the to pilot? see her passport. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a clue that you were not going to San Francisco if they asked to see their passport or something? Turns out the woman was connecting in San Francisco to Taiwan. So mm, they asked okay. to see her. So when they asked for passports, she didn't think anything of it. And they didn't scan boarding passes. They used facial recognition. Yeah. To get to get people on board. So there was obviously some glitch in that. I was just like, where hey, where is this woman's luggage? Is it on its way to San Francisco right now? <laughs> I, that's the least of her problems. Like she's, that's <laughs> apparently. Luckily, she is a U.S. citizen, so she doesn't need a visa to go to Germany. And so they brought over Chad, the person in charge, um, <laughs> who apparently oh good. Chad's there. Yeah, who was apparently very, uh, very calming at everything. And he said that you know he is so apologetic that this happened. They can't figure out how this happened. They're going to get to the bottom of it, but that is not her problem. Someone is going to meet her at the gate in Germany. A United employee is, and she's going to. They're going to put her on a Lufthansa flight to uh, to Taiwan, or they can put her on an Air China flight. And she apparently keeps saying, please don't send me to China. Please don't send me to China. So they're like, got it? Because Taiwan, if you're going to Taiwan, you probably want to bypass China. So mm-hmm. she, uh, yeah. So that is uh, that is what is happening right now over the Atlantic uh, while That's they're insane. all enjoying their post-dinner wine. Um, mm-hmm. Sarah said that a little community has now formed in their section of the plane of all of these people being appropriately shocked and also sympathetic to her. And that apparently the woman's seatmate, who she's not traveling with, has, she said, really become the emotional support person and has been like telling her stories of travel debacles she's had and how her son is now a pilot and all these different things. I'm like, yeah, but there's, I mean, when you're going, when you end up halfway around the world from where you're supposed to go. Yeah, I just, I mean... That's amazing because literally every time we watch Home Alone 2, it's like, A, I don't think that would ever happen. And B, like, definitely today it wouldn't happen. Well, Like, like they kind of go out of their way to explain how it happens in Home Alone yeah, 1 and Home Alone he, 2. He slams right into the gate agent. All the tickets, paper tickets fly up in the right. air. So she and she, he's like, that's anything. my dad. And yes. it's like another dude in a camel yes. hair coat. And she's also like, just take any open seat. Um, and so that was another thing is we were like, how, what are the odds of that woman's seat on her San Francisco flight that that corresponding seat happened to be oh, open wow, on the Frankfurt yeah. flight? Like we were just like, what is happening here? Now that's really fascinating because now it makes me wonder if she's like, <laughs> I have a lucky seat and it's always 28C or something. I don't know. That's insane. And she has a lucky seat. It better. It's probably not her lucky seat anymore. So, but yeah, we. I don't know just, what I do. I was also just like, how checked out of the whole boarding process do you have to be to not hear a then make announcements in German because they will do that. They will do English and German, and to not hear the like then talk about the flight time being like seven hours and I. I get it because when I go on flights by myself, I really do like tune everything out. Like I, it's always funny to me because 
there's this weird thing, especially on Southwest flights, where like you line up according to your whatever, and like everyone gets up there immediately in the A rows and they stand there forever. And then like I'm typically in the like A thirty one to sixty, mm-hmm. so it's the second one. So I wait until the first one goes, and then I go over to my spot, and everyone acts so huffy at me because yeah. I've been sitting there to the last second. I'm like, this is my spot. I can stand. Yes. Like this is. This is how it works. It's, like, I'm sorry yeah. you haven't figured this out, but I don't need you being. Because I had one time where I go, someone went. I the other the other time this last time I went up and I was like, let's say I was a 46 and I went to somebody and I or I was a 41 and I went up to someone and they went, I'm a 46 and I go okay and I just stood there, and the guy behind me who's a 47 is like, what number are you? I'm like a 41. He's like, well, you should be up there. I'm like, it doesn't matter to me. Like, I'm I'm gonna be five people behind. They said it wasn't full. I don't mm-hmm. care. And it seemed to like really throw him off, and I'm like, I I don't I, it's it's such a annoying thing, and and I do this, but it was the same thing where I was like literally reading a book, and I happened to look, I'm like, oh, they're boarding, like I just get out now. I can under that's never happened to me progressively for every important clue that should tell me I'm going to a different continent than I should be. I'm going to. And I should say, my friend said that there was a gate change that like the San Francisco mm. flight had been at their gate, and you know. Et cetera, et cetera. But I, I just, well, I don't, I don't. We, know. we have to start talking about <laughs> Frasier because otherwise this will just be the, the subject of this. So I, I'm, I'm cutting us short. I'm saying hello, Seattle. I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're the Craniacs and we can't believe this <laughs> story, but we also get together and we talk about Frasier today. And Laurel, I'm going to give a little bit of a spoiler alert. I really enjoyed both of the episodes okay, we we're doing great. today. Uh, first one more than the second one, but I I think it, part of it was I was in a good mood. I don't know what was going on, but I was definitely like I'm having a good time watching these episodes. Mm. Uh, but the first one was season eleven, episode eleven, High Holidays. Frederick visits Fraser in Seattle, and the family is shocked to see him going through a goth phase. That seems like half the episode. Mm. The it- other half is. Uh, Martin accidentally eats a pot brownie. Yes. And it's strange to me that they would do the other, uh, they wouldn't have that in the, the read through because literally every thing I saw for this episode, like when it popped up as like next on the last thing we watched, it's this picture of Martin sitting in his chair looking horribly distressed with the words high holiday and I feel like I put together generally what happened mm. and it was like it, it's but it's just every single picture it's the picture on IMDb it's the picture that was on Paramount it's a picture on the like uh thumbnail it's 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 hilarious it's so just it's this funny because sh- the picture on Hulu is Freddie looking goth oh really uh-huh. interesting everything else I saw was the other thing but uh, basically, like, th- I will say one of the things I liked about both of these episodes was it's these very, like, it's hard for me to just quickly summarize it because it's like eight different things happen mm-hmm. and the jokes come together. Now, they're not huge guffaws at the end. I thought the first one at High Holiday was pretty good, but, like, this one is essentially the whole fact that it's a Christmas episode seems not important to this story. No, no. I feel like that was just a crux to get... Freddie, like into a reason why Freddie is in Seattle yes. and this is going to air in December. So, and then the only other, there's like a joke about how Martin decorates the house mm-hmm. and they're giving away 
Christmas cookies at Cafe Nervosa the whole time, which I was like, well, this is lovely. Mm-hmm. Like, this guy keeps around and goes like, do you want some Christmas cookies? And Martin keeps saying, I'm on a diet. Uh, I've forgotten his new girlfriend's name. Uh, it's not Sheila. That was the old uh, one. Oh, my gosh. Uh, uh, Ronnie. Ronnie? Ronnie. Ronnie. Says. Uh, she keeps commenting on my, my bowl full of jelly. To which uh, Fraser said. Oh, it's because he's slurping from an actual bowl full of jelly. He sits in his recliner slurping from a bowl full of jelly, yes. There's a story I don't know if I've told on this podcast. Um, I, When I was in Champaign, one of my friends came out. One, one of the guys I worked with, he goes, hey, I'm going out tonight. My girlfriend's in town. She's bringing a friend. Do you want to come and we'll hook you guys up? And mm-hmm. I was like, okay. And everything was going very well we had a good night and then we end the night at like an all-night diner and it's going it's going pretty well it's it's but we're just talking and i've kind of like i'm talking to her and i'm looking at her and i'll try to i'll 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 demonstrate what she was doing um for laurel but i'll also narrate she was like looking at me kind of looking with like had her hands kind of like this and then she'd turn away from me and do something over here she was snorting coke Okay, that's exactly what it looked like, right? Yes, yes. That's what it looked like. He was like turning away and like just doing do a little bump. Taking a bump of cocaine. What she was doing that I found, because at first I was like, oh, well, this is kind of serious. Uh, all right. I didn't, I, like, I'm like readjusting my mind. Mm-hmm. I'm like 20 something at that time, like going, I guess this is the kind of night I'm having. Uh, I've never done this before. This ought to be interesting. <laughs> What's going to happen next? Uh, woo. And then what she was actually doing, Laurel, was taking little packages of jam and jelly. And then turning away from the table, giving a good old slurp, and then looking around to make sure no one saw her. Wait, I'm sorry. Wait. Yes. This is the reaction everyone has. Were and I was like, like, at a diner or a coffee shop? A diner. Yes. Okay, okay. Like, like oh, so she Greasy like, Spoon Diner. So she was like pilfering them from like a little bowl on the table. Yeah. The, the stack oh, they have okay. where it's oh, yep, like. Yep. And then. She didn't just bring jam. Okay. That, would be, that would be ridiculous. Her purse. Yeah, it's Let's not ridiculous serious. right now, but bringing them <laughs> would have been ridiculous. And she would do that, and then she'd look around with these big eyes, just like, did anyone see me? And then we never addressed, like, it became this thing where me and the other people at the table, the other guys I knew, were, like, making eye contact and being, like, because I think at first we were all, like, oh, my God, she's doing cocaine. Like, what's happening? So, and, and then it was, we realized what's happening. Everyone's looking, like, do we say something? What's going on? So fo- and I fo- think everyone went. Ryan may still have a chance with this girl. Let's not say anything. But I was just like, wow, I gotta go. A few (laughs) few follow-up questions. Were they like the little pats of jam where like you rip off the top? Yes. And was she just like... (laughs) Yep. Just a big old, like a shot of jam. Stop it. Okay. Okay. I'm not kidding. So then we start... So the the punchline to this is she became known amongst my group of friends as the jam burglar. (laughs) um, (laughs) Because... (laughs) <laughs> because mostly how like she was she thought she was getting away with the uh-huh. heist that's the way she looked every time she was doing it it was so funny and every anyway. time she turned back to the group did she also have like bits of jam stuck to her mouth was there like she had well was there she, a fruity aroma emanating from her <laughs> I, I mean it's we're now at the point where i don't know if i'm remembering the memory or if i'm just like now it's the story mm-hmm. that i'm remembering but i remember her she had very big eyes and would look up at me and very like I hope I didn't get caught, and I feel like I remember her cheeks being a little like, oh my, just God. a little puffed out, just a little, just like she was trying, and then, and then, so what do you do? You know, like whatever, like stupid, like getting to know each other, small talk, and I was just like, 
yeah, I got to go. And I left. And everyone's like, what happened? I'm like, she was sneaking jam shots <laughs> under the table. I don't, know, I, also, I don't know what to do with that. I love, <coughs> A, that you had to then, you had to find some way to succinctly describe what she was doing. But also, I could also see people being like, was that a deal breaker? Like... <laughs> It was legitimately like I, I think I remember literally thinking I did not drink enough for this yes. tonight. Like I am not prepared for what's happening. Also, I uh, craniacs. I really just like jam for the most part. Very like only on like a really fancy grilled cheese or something am I okay with the jam. I hate I hate peanut butter mm. and jelly. I just want peanut butter like all that. So just uh, truly the thought of just slurping <laughs> a bunch of little pats of jam is disgusting. Uh. I kind of want to name this episode the the tale of the jam burglar. I, I just want to name if, a jam burglar. <laughs> yeah, I if she and the weird thing like there's part of me that's like oh my god I can't do that because I hope I never respect her. I don't remember her real name. I vaguely remember what she looks like. I'll never see her again. Well, yeah. Also, <laughs> let's say if by some weird coincidence she ends up like she's a Frasier fan and she ends up listening to this podcast. A well, she she probably would figure out that it's you, but it's not like you've said any identifying things other than that she. Other than a true thing. Oh, she knows. Yeah, yeah. But what if what if she's like on that show that's like my weird addiction, like oh the gosh. it's just like she just like I have to eat. Yes. Whatever. Um what else okay. notes do I have? I So Fraser, so, this is the one ahead. where Fraser is meeting with somebody from the like tourism bureau to record a new commercial for someone who has a very thick french accent yes i i did not look up the actress's name because she didn't look familiar but her name on the show was natalie blanc her that actress is musetta vander i looked her up because she looked familiar she was one of the muses from oh brother where art thou but i remember her she is kind of a little bit meme famous because she was in the second mortal Kombat movie and she has like a line in it that's one of those like this is the worst line ever uttered in a movie ever where it's like her daughter goes, mother, your lives. She goes, but soon you will die or something like that. And it's like so over the top and poorly written. And it's always like shows up as like, what is the, a screenwriter was paid and someone filmed this and no one said, maybe we should change this. It's very bad. But yeah, I was like, I know her for something, but So yeah. Frazier's going to be filming a new tourism spot, and she um, at Nervosa also runs into Martin at Eddie, and Frazier is, mm-hmm. she's like fussing over Eddie, and Frazier is trying, try, am I remembering this correctly? He's trying to just like, he's like, oh yes, I love Eddie, or whatever, uh, and... He's not doing his usual thing where the whole joke is like now he has to pretend that he loves Eddie. He's just like, oh, sometimes I just feel like I could squish him to death, you know, oh, like, so yeah. like mm-hmm. kind of like doesn't want to seem like a jerk, but he isn't doing the like I'm doing whatever I can to get in with this woman. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, we'll bring him to the shoot. And, you know, they th- it ends up. Yeah, he'll bring him. But Martin, this is where the first tray of Christmas cookies goes by. And Martin's like, oh, I can't. That's when you learn he's getting, you know, feeling bad about that. Mm-hmm. Yes. About getting fatter, I guess. And that obviously Christmas time tempted with a lot of treats and everything. And he just feels like mm-hmm. he's constantly having to say no to things. So, uh, you know, then Freddie visits. Freddie is going through a goth phase. I have to say the commitment to the goth phase with this was strong. Like the intense goth eye makeup. The like. Yeah. Not just like, oh, he's wearing yes. black and like black fingernails or something. Like it was. Oh, yeah. He looks like the crow and he has like a full down to his shins, like yes. leather jacket. Like, yeah, he's it. it's obvious. It's funny because I have like one of one of my friends who is one of the nicest, most chipper women I've ever met in my life is goth, Ooh. which is so funny to me because she's just like, 
oh, I, I love wearing black and, mm-hmm. you know, some mm-hmm. purples and greens. I love Beetlejuice. She dressed up as Cruella DeVille this year. Like, she's just very like that. And it's just funny to watch this and be like, well, this is, I don't think it was like the worst, most terrible depiction, but it was definitely like it was somebody who didn't know much about goth. Or it was like the news story you hear on the, lo- you know, on Dateline mm-hmm. where it's like, is your child goth? Um, it was just very stereotypical for that time period. Honestly, I felt I felt like I was right back at my high school. Here's a question, Brian: Did you have a goth phase? Oh no, um, I. The closest I came to a goth phase is the character Spike from Buffy used to paint his fingernails black, and I thought that was cool. And I think I did it for a little bit. And then but you, that's the closest you I came to a goth to phase. Take black nail polish off. Oh, I think I just picked it off. Like, I only did it, like, once or twice. Um, I also probably didn't put it on. I probably was, like, two quick wipes and was like, I did it! <laughs> it was, you know. Um, that I mean, I'm also, like, a guy who wears a lot of black t-shirts. That's the closest I come to a goth. Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, and so, not only is Freddie now goth, which, honestly, other than a few jokes at the very beginning about it, they don't seem to be too, they don't, they don't like, harp on it too much. The thing m- it, mostly becomes that Freddie is not spending any time with Frasier during this visit home. Right, because a girl comes mm-hmm. to visit him who's also goth, and so they, without really saying it, you go, oh, I see, that's why you're goth for the time being, you know, or at least maybe oh. that's why it's a phase. Oh. oh, you didn't put that together? I didn't put that together. I I thought I I immediately was like oh that's cute he's got a girl like that's why he's okay. doing it. like I thought it was it was kind of cute but that was I, I mean maybe he's also maybe they both did it at the same time I don't know that's what I thought I thought he had like I do found like that he like through the goth community <laughs> oh, maybe maybe like that was it just felt like they went to something he's like she was talking to another girl and I was like oh like you only did this because you wanted attention and she's not like that yeah. I don't know that's just um. I, I do like when he comes into the room and the little things like where they all jump when they see him yes. and stuff like that. I think that's funny. I do think he was a real snot about it. Where he's like, Dad, blah, blah, blah. But like, it's not, doesn't happen so much through the episode. It's like, he th- and then he'll leave the scene. So I'm okay with it. Yeah. But, and it did remind me though of, as an adult, disagreements I had with my parents when I would come home and visit from DC because I had friends mm-hmm. I wanted to spend time with because I had a full and rich life in Dallas before I moved to DC and they would want to spend all of our time together. So, right. But we handled it like mature adults. <laughs> we didn't. Um, After a lot of therapy. <laughs> I also want to point out one of the things Frazier uh, wants to take uh, Frederick to is the garlic festival, which I'm like, Oh, I'm that's, that sounds wonderful. I'll give that a shot. Well, so here's my question is the garlic festivals in Gilroy. Well, at least the most famous ones in Gilroy, California, and I think it's like in the spring, in the summer. Oh. So yeah, Gilroy, California is like is like where the majority of garlic farms are. So if you drive through Gilroy, which you will if you're going like between parts of like central northern California, like San Francisco to like maybe Monterey or something, suddenly you'll be overwhelmed with the scent of garlic in your car. I that's that sounds kind of cool. Uh, Do you know something I learned recently that I thought was a pretty uh, um. Venus flytraps only grow like within like two hours of Wilmington, North Carolina. Did you know that? That's the only place they grow. No, I didn't know that. But I learned at the Botanical Garden in D.C. that a Venus flytrap eats as few as three meals and then dies. Yeah, like they can go a lot like they it's it's kind of like uh, uh, sometimes they get flies or whatever. But there's a thing over there that's the carnivorous forest. And it's like. 
this cool little hiking trail that does that and then like a bellflower which are the ones that are like real deep and there's like sap mm-hmm. at the bottom and something mm-hmm. goes in and gets caught but it's all carnivorous plants and it's so, like that's their so up your alley. The, the, I, I was just like i it was it was funny because it was me and my buddy blake who used to like get drunk on friday nights and go out and party and I, we went to see him he's like we have to go to the carnivorous, to the carnivorous forest. forest and we're like bent over because they just it's weird seeing them amongst other plants yeah. because they're always usually just like pot and then nothing mm-hmm. so it was like like i almost stepped on one he's like look out like they're just there and it was just so i don't know anyway i thought that was interesting um that that is interesting so that's is that the only place in the world that they grow i th- i think that's what they said i haven't done like a ton of like double checking this this stuff so okay well do report back um I so will. I, I, the, the way that we get to martin accidentally eating a pot brownie is that they all talk about do i tell fraser to not worry about freddie and his goth phase every kid goes through a rebellious phase they all start kind of talking about things daphne says and i don't remember what the lead up to this was but she can carry a frozen turkey between her knees yeah i don't know what that like oh she was stealing it like now oh, i get it i was like what is like is that like okay. a trick i don't know like like a parlor trick i was previously and, unaware and of. fraser had like a, a, a he went streaking once but he said but he had shin splints so it was more a brisk nude walk <laughs> which i found very funny um and then niles uh turns out to not have a rebellious phase so he decides mm-hmm. to make up for that later in life and he gets ross to get him some reefer Oh, the the quickness with which Roz like here you go yes. and drops it on the table. Um, I I will say, it then it's then it's Niles leaves quickly. Fraser doesn't want to hold it. Then Martin comes in, so she gives it to Martin, and then Martin opens it to see what it is, and he eats it because it's a brownie, and he wants his little treat. The brownie eating acting by. John Mahoney is so good. I was like, God, I want a brownie. <laughs> like, I was so like hungry for a brownie. He was just like, he took a little bit. He's like, mm, and uh, uh, craniacs a little. Uh, you know, like, like be cool about this. Um, <laughs> like, I've had a pot brownie in my days, and typically, like, the only I had a friend that like spent forever on a cookie. Like, the thing you're getting from a friend of a friend of a friend is not going to be a delicious brownie. It's going to mm-hmm. taste crummy. Mm-hmm. It's going to taste terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, and, but also perhaps this just shows that he was so starved for sweets that he was just like, mm-hmm. I don't even care. Also, you would immediately know you were eating a pot brownie. Well, Laurel, uh, I hope the statute of liber- uh, of uh, statute of limitations is out on this. In college, we had somebody make a bunch, and we all had some, and they'd put so much in it that it was like we could hardly eat any of it. Like one person got like legit sick. And we were like, well, I guess we have pot brownies for a long time. And went to band practice, was leaving band practice, and there was a plate of brownies just sitting by the door. And somebody had brought them and just left them there. And people were just grabbing them on their way out. And I would, are you kidding? People would know, like, as soon as you bit into it, like, you'd be like, oh, wait, something is... Our band director didn't because he just goes, mmm, brownies, and bit into it and just walked away. And I was like, oh, God. Like, I was like, we have to go right now. Wow. <laughs> and nobody was like, Ugh, but I, I don't know. I don't know. Did you some just people... brace yourself like a few days later to hear t- like stories of people being like, the weirdest thing happened to me the other night? I never heard anything back. I, I mean, the big thing was, I think it kind of maybe got passed around to everybody like don't eat those like I don't know who put them out there that was the thing that really bugged me all like no one would fess up to be like the culprit mm. 
Which, you know what? Now I'm wondering if someone just in a rare case of extreme happenstance also made brownies and we all just assumed and like nobody would eat them because we're all like, don't eat those. <laughs> they were just regular brownies. I, like it's a reverse version of this. I have to say, because that would be pretty risky to just put it out there for anybody to eat. But I don't know, I you don't band know. kids, Maybe. pretty risky and rebellious. So They looked exactly like the ones we had. They were on a similar plate. It may, But in hindsight, it may have been just extremely like, and we were all just like, oh, no, we're going to get in trouble. Also, Meanwhile, everyone else is having a nice, delicious brownie snack. <laughs> but didn't you say they weren't good because they were so, there's so much. The ones we had, we they weren't that good. But so I don't know. I don't know. Again, this is, I, I got nervous. And as soon as I saw the band director take one, I was like, we got to get out of here. I wasn't like sticking around yeah, to ask more fair. questions. Uh, so anyway, Martin, after he covertly eats the pot brownie, not knowing it's a pot brownie, he buys Niles a replacement brownie at Nervosa, hoping to hide what he's done. So Martin is now inadvertently high. Niles thinks he is high. And, and he is not. Just sweet little David Hyper's played that so well. Sweet little Niles just pretending, thinking that he's high and And the little tiny pinches yes. of brownie he's like eating as he goes like time for another dose. Yes. I'm like, okay. And he just it's so funny. When he says that uh he was going to that he wrote down his name and address on a card to give the cab driver in case he's too crispy. <laughs> Just the terminology he was using. He was like, I'm high as the Himalayas. I, oh, I loved it. I loved it so much. He was sipping the sweet nectar of rebellion. I was like, oh. It was so good. And I thought John Mahoney was pretty oh. good where he was like, I wrote down all these ideas. He was like, I was just fantastic. Like, so like when he can't get in the door and they open up the door and he has a big thing of like French onion dip and a bag of chips. Yes. Oh, and then when he's talking to, to Niles about, maybe it's like one of his ideas, and Niles is like, you're not making any sense to me. <laughs> so before we left D.C., we had a friend over, and the idea was a friend's going to come over, and he's going to bring some marijuana, and we're going to smoke. I, I think that's probably the last. Ganja. Some of the of the devil's lettuce. And... um. Tara was real funny because I'm like, when's he coming over? And like, from her perspective, here's what happened is he came over. I had been very weird about him coming over. He came over. We were hanging out and I go, hold on. Someone goes, I'm hungry. And I go, hold on one sec. And I go to the, the fridge and I pull out a handmade charcuterie board I have made and like put it out. And I go, and here's a wine pairing. Like I wanted it to be this like weirdly sophisticated night. And then I took this big thing of index cards and put them down next to me. And Tara's like, what's that? I'm like, don't worry about it. And so we're just hanging out. And then there's like a lull in conversation. And I reach over and I grab one of the cards. And I go, do you believe in ghosts? And like, I had written these weird, strange, like conversation <laughs> topics that I thought would be very weird, like interesting to explore while we had smoked. Oh, okay. 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 Yes. Okay. No, no, no. no. Like, like that was, so it was just like, well, this is a, a weird lull in conversation. <laughs> if you had three wishes, what would they be? You know, it was all just very strange questions like that. And, and, Tara was so like love like kept talking about. It. She's like, "This is great! I can't believe you did this. This is whatever." And then the next, she was kept jo laughing about the questions. And then the next morning, she was like, "Oh man, what'd you do with those questions?" I'm like, "I don't know. I'm gonna throw them away." She's like, "No, Laurel, we have them somewhere laminated in case there's ever like a lull in conversation." Well, I know what we're doing for going, going away. <laughs> oh, they're in a box somewhere is the only thing. But if I could try and find them, it's it was so funny because from her perspective, it's just like. <laughs> just what like where are you coming up with this and then they meet it was i was like they're either going to tell me to shut up or they're all going to be completely on board with it and they were both like super on board with it immediately <laughs> like okay what else you got let's I love do that. This. also i mean i 
as a as a Leo and an only child, I uh, I love to talk about myself. So yes, ask me questions about myself. I would mm-hmm. you know, love to love to chit chat about it. Um, okay, should we anything else from this episode? Well, the the two last things I think we should go through is is they end up doing a CGI version of Eddie with Fraser's voice for the commercial. Mm-hmm. And then Martin sees it while high and freaks mm-hmm. out. And I lost it during that. I thought that was so funny. I will say, I also thought the CGI on Eddie's mouth was pretty good for 2003. Completely agree. Completely TV. agree. Yes. Yeah. I was shocked. But that lead up to that, because it's a good bit because Fraser's so mad at Eddie for taking his spotlight. So that mm-hmm. felt like that could have been the end of the bit. <laughs> and Martin turns it on. It's like, when visiting Seattle, and Martin's just like, Eddie, yeah. like losing his mind. It was so good. And then I really, really thought the ending was cute. There's two cute things about the ending. Like, Fraser was like, you know, uh, uh, Frederick breaks up with his girlfriend and is like, I can't believe like she left me. And Fra- Fraser's like, you want to talk? I can tell you some stories. And he's like, multiple stories? And it's like, yes, 11 seasons worth of stories, in fact, Frederick. <laughs> um I thought that was a nice little father something, but the thing I liked even better was um, Niles being like, I never got to be rebellious. And he goes, well, look at it this way. You got our cop dad uh, stoned off his ass. <laughs> like, I thought that was really cute yeah. and really nice. Um, do you think you were rebellious as a teen? Well, I had another story, but I felt like I was doing too many stories this thing. But so I snuck out of the house once <gasps> to go uh tp someone's house um what that's i know little gasp you just gave laurel but what really happened was i wrote a note and left it on the net on the kitchen table that said hello if you get up and do not find us i had friends for the night here is where we are going this is the plan we should be back by this time like if we're yes well the problem was laurel then i came home and forgot to throw away the note Uh. So the next morning she woke, my mom woke up and read it and went, where'd you guys go last night? And I was like, what? <laughs> also, I love that you snuck so, out to TP a house. Was this like in high school? Uh, I was 28. Yes. No, uh, uh, I was in high school. Okay. Uh, middle school, I think. Oh. Yeah. Oh, middle, middle school. I mean, that's like I, high school. I would be like TPing a house. We weren't really doing that in high school anymore. But middle school. Yeah. If you snuck I out, wasn't driving. Yeah. You yeah, snuck yeah. out of the house in middle school. Yeah. That was. Um, yeah. I don't. I just, I, I don't know. I wasn't a very rebellious, uh, I wasn't a very rebellious teen. I, I'm sure that there's some, some active rebellion. I'm just like not remembering, but, um, yeah, no, 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 I was pretty lived in stark fear of my mother. I, yeah. I, um, I, I always like to remind my parents that I gave them not a moment's worry. Um, because, <laughs> and, and the things, the rebellious things I did, I made so sure they just didn't funny. find out about. So, so, do you, do you want to rate yeah, this one? Yeah, let's rate it. I, you know, I'm going to give this one probably seven bowls full of jelly. I really enjoyed this one. I don't know that I uh, expressed it as much in the retelling, but I do have my rating. I'm going to go with that. And that was nine out of ten fridge pants. I loved it. Wow. I don't think it was especially good Christmas episode. No. Like, I, I, but, but, like, I would put it on at Christmas just because I'm like, this is a great episode. Like, I really liked it a lot. I, I really enjoyed it's the nice whole. It's nice when it, the episode's like, it's taking place at Christmas, but they aren't trying to, like, shoehorn Christmas heavily into the plot. Like, it's okay. Because mm-hmm. during Christmas, you're also just, like, living your daily life. Yes. Now, the decorations, I will say, I, I wrote specifically, this is this is my aesthetic. Mm. I, re- I don't think there was a, too much of it, but I really liked all the stuff that Martin had done. 
to the house like while Fraser was and out. And when Fraser says that uh, their apartment on the Great Wall of China, the two things you can see from space. So yes, it's not that funny. Also, the, uh, um, the the light at the top of the Luxor Pyramid in Vegas. Yes, exactly. Uh, speaking of Vegas, uh, the next episode is called Fraser Light. And it actually, so now we're in 2004. This aired on January 6, 2004. We are like really in the home stretch. Like we are in, up, up until this year, the last calendar year that a new episode of Frasier aired. Yeah. Uh, a, KCL, a KACL team competes in a weight loss marathon with another radio station for a trip to Las Vegas. Niles and Martin nurse an alien pigeon back to health. I kind of forgot about the pigeon. Um, weird that this was televised, this like, Two radio stations trying to lose weight, and it was like on like the like Hello Seattle or whatever. Yeah, like show. Good Morning Seattle. I, good, good Morning uh, Seattle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, is this really gripping TV? <laughs> also, uh, I'm not gonna go down the uh, into a large diatribe about why workplaces should not have weight loss competitions, but because um, this was very 2004. Um, mm-hmm. So, fun fact: this is the only plot line I remember from this season. So from I have season? seen this episode because. Spoiler, I remember at the end when Roz cuts off her ponytail. Yes. Their three-ounce ponytail. Yes. Yes. I, 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 in big letters, I wrote, no, not Roz's hair. Well, it's funny, though. She pulls, you know, she holds up her whole ponytail, and then she moves her hand down to the end to show where he should cut. And I was like, that's really not that much hair. Her hair was pretty long. Yeah. So, uh, um, but we start off with, uh, like, them catching up on this year's celebrity college yes yes with the whole with family Maury writing in because uh his wife is accusing him of cheating and he's like i'm not cheating on her i never would it's getting really annoying also like my mother-in-law got here at thanksgiving and won't leave and all these different things uh then his wife uh maury's on the phone in the bathroom his wife bursts into the bathroom and says like who are you on the phone with your little whore uh, then you hear the their daughter also be like, "Oh my gosh, can y'all stop fighting?" And then the the mother in law picks up the phone and is like, "Who's on the phone?" So we have as more we have Stanley Tucci. Mm-hmm. The Tucci is loose this episode. Please never say that. Uh, the Tucci, the Tucci is loose. And then Celeste, his wife, is Penny Marshall. Like, is he on the phone with you? Whole mm-hmm. like the most Penny Marshall voice. And then Estelle Parsons is Celeste's mother, and I didn't look up who that was. Uh, didn't she play the mom on, uh, 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 oh my God, George's mom on Seinfeld? Oh, is I don't that, know. Isn't that Estelle Parsons? And then the, uh, I'll look the, it up. The daughter, the, Brittany, the is du- Hillary Duff. Mm-hmm. So is it. It was prime Lizzie McGuire time when this aired. So I don't think... I don't think so. However, she looks like she's famous for a show called Love American Style, which is a show I know nothing about. Oh, she was in Bonnie and Clyde. She was in Dick Tracy. So, no, it's not the mom from. And I guess now she's on the Connors. She's still alive? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. She's 95? She's about to turn 96. And she worked this year. So, Um. good for her. It's funny. She had like a 20 year gap in film roles. Uh, yeah, I am trying to think where I would. Oh, she was. Oh, I was going to say she was in all in the family, but it looks like she like just like had, was in a few episodes. Huh. Mm. I wonder what. Uh, what movie? Yeah, I guess. Oh, yeah, you're right. Roseanne. She's on that. So. I have a question for you. Is this the first time we've talked about Frazier being on the girls field hockey team? Ooh. 
I feel like it's not. I don't know if I've heard that or read it somewhere. Or I, 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 I feel like there have been references to... I don't know, but I don't know if we've heard explicitly about the whole story about Frasier signing up for it, not realizing it was a girls' team. Mm-hmm. I, we haven't heard the whole story, but I remember it like maybe the girls' field hockey team has been like the punchline to yes. jokes in the past. But I or feel like, like we've Frazier's heard like I've never been in a skirt, and it's like except for that time you were on the girls' field hockey team, you know something like that. Yeah, it's it's interesting because it's like women's field hockey feels like. Like like the the schools that Frazier would go to wouldn't necessarily have a football team, but like a a women's field hockey feels like just the perfect mm-hmm. answer for elite yet very actually athletic. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. Like, well, it's, also, it's interesting. What's funny is you never hear about men's field hockey. It's always women's field hockey. So I I, I, I really don't think there is a men's field hockey. Uh, I mean, I think it's just it's lacrosse at yes. that point. It's not you know yes. the same thing, but I think that's just what they do. Um, he w- I, I I wrote this name down and I don't remember exactly what the thing was, but it was essentially this. It was oh, I know what it was. It has nothing to do with the field hockey team. Never mind. We'll get to that in a sec. Well, it's he ends up going. Someone who else is doing the weight loss is a bully from back mm-hmm. in the day, and he he stole the the Swedish. Well. It, they they both were competing for the affections of this, yes. this exchange student and Kenny's like how'd that work out and Frazier was like we got married and had six kids how do you think it worked out and I was like I understand Kenny being like did you date her I'm not saying like you <laughs> did you spend the rest of your life with her it was also a very not Frazier it felt very like Kelsey Grammer came out there and I was like Frazier yes. but I will her name was which just made me laugh was just Gis- <laughs> Giselle Johansson Jansen yes. which yes. really I don't know why that made me laugh like. Oh, you mean Giselle Johansson? Like he just threw it off yes, real it quick. Was it was a very, really funny. A very Swedish name, uh, and he also said it so deadpan, like no pause for laughter or anything. Um, I, I do hate to point out there was a Donald Trump joke that was not yeah, flattering in two thousand four, but Home Alone also too. just even, ugh, even worse. Yeah, I mean, just get out uh, of here. Can we also talk about um, the fact that they were competing and acting so jonesed about jonesed, jazzed, uh, <laughs> or jones <laughs> about this? free trip to vegas first of all all of you people could afford to go to vegas vegas seattle to vegas not that far like that that was not a great prize is all i'm saying if they were raising money for charity or something i could see but they're like we want to go to vegas i was like so book a flight to vegas i don't know let's see to me i was like this is crazy because i feel like they did this they did this similar thing on the office and i don't remember what the the prize was it was like an extra day off or something um I, oh, you mean you mean again, the weight loss competition on the office? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, the one where they. Yeah, there's some. Yeah, okay. Keep talking. I'm gonna look up what it was because I watched that episode not long ago. I hated his bully. He was immediately annoying. I hated everything mm-hmm. about him. But I, that was the point. But I did like uh, when he goes. He says something about like I think it might have been when Fraser came back and he'd actually gained weight, mm-hmm. and he was like said something about like. We said go that extra mile. They don't mean like to get an, an extra crueler. He just goes, "Oh, shut up, Shaffler. You're a crueler." <laughs> and, like I don't know why <laughs> that really made me laugh. It's like immediate like clap back. At that. Oh, that was that was funny. Um, so yes, you're right. In the office, it was extra vacation days. Um, oh, so, okay. Yeah. Uh, the so uh, 
they all start so it's like bulldog kenny noel roz are all participating in this but but it, it's also ken and and noel and not ken which is gill gill i was like i said kenny <laughs> um, um but like i wrote that this felt the most like a bizarro a bizarro world episode of Frasier in like another dimension where they went we're going to make it a workplace comedy instead of like about him and his family like this felt like the most like cheers ask like these are the characters that like live in the station and they've all got a they're all very kind of wacky personalities like it, it feels it, it felt like like i said a bizarro world version of of Frasier that there was a whole show that this is what the show was it was Kenny and Gill and everybody yes. Bulldog. yes and it reminded me a lot of like earlier seasons of Frasier where you would have like whole a plots revolving around the people mm-hmm. at the station I I like that I think their whole like we'll just go ahead and do their whole thing I, like th- I said the scene where they're all hungry and they're in the room and it's like bouncing off everybody and all the personalities felt the most like that type of sitcom. Like I wrote down WKRP in Cincinnati. Like it just felt like, like that. I, mm-hmm. I, I bet that was pitched as like, what do we do with this? And when they came up with the radio idea, it was like, well, why don't we just do WKRP in, in Seattle? And then just whatever. I like the whole mm-hmm. bit with Roz, like what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas to get Noel motivated to, to do it. I also um, love Noel just keeps fainting. <laughs> yes. I love they're like when 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 he be, his hunger pains will will wake him up. Um I love that they win. Like I mm-hmm. love that it wasn't this whole thing where they look like idiots and then they 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 don't win. I like that uh Frazier has a very specific cuz he makes a bet with the guy where the, he's either going to show up to that guy's office in his old field hockey skirt or that guy's going to buy him a, a chess set cuz he like knocked his chess set over when they were kids. And then Frazier's like He's like, where am I supposed to buy this chess set? He goes, the Rook Nook. Ask for Cyril. <laughs> like, he has a, a chess place and a guy who knows him. <laughs> I, I completely, I, I, I missed that line completely. Um, yes, it was right before psychiatrist because he finally like did like oh, a the yeah. whole like shake my hand whoop thing to him. I do like to see Fraser, you know, be victorious over the the bully, even if it's in the most Fraser way. Mm-hmm. Uh, the B plot is that Eddie has a pigeon friend. That he likes to sit and stare at. They stare at each other from the balcony through the window for hours at a time. And then the pigeon friend runs straight into the window. Well, Niles, there's a smudge on the window that Martin has put as there to, as a safety precaution. And then Niles being Niles. And I think he does this in the scene. And you just don't notice it because it feels like a very Yeah, I 100% Niles did not notice him cle- do it. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's interesting to go back and see if he did. But... He cleans mm-hmm. it off because he even says like, it's my, he says something like where it's like, it's what I yes, do or something yes. like that. And so the pigeon flies into it. So they're trying to nurse his pigeon back to health. And I have to say when Niles picks up that pigeon with his bare hands, I was like, absolutely not. Niles would not do that first of all. <laughs> and like, second of all, just like, no, no. And then later they think they've, they've fixed him. Uh, Niles like. And he throws him up and it just. Falls and bounces like off a, a balcony and, and like, lands on a neighbor's balcony. Um, and Niles yeah. dotes on this thing. He like does research and like brings him special like bird seed <laughs> to promote beak strength. <laughs> yes, there's a part where they're all in the apartment and Kenny sneaks out. Okay, so 
Eddie, they they show Eddie his friend, and then Eddie, of course, like bite. I go, I wrote like right before it happened. I'm like, is Eddie gonna eat him? And Eddie like bites him and runs off with him. So there's feathers everywhere. Also, I want to be like Martin. So, Jack Russells are hunters. I don't know what made you think this was a good idea. Yeah, probably specifically bird or hare hunters mm-hmm. too. Like fox. I think maybe fox. And, but yeah. And Kenny comes in and like gets some of the bird seed and like eats it, and then. Rachel comes in and sees all the sees all the feathers, um, and then Kenny comes out and he's picking his teeth and <laughs> the look Rachel gives him just Rachel's like he's, he's like, like what, what are you eating? He was like nothing, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> and then when everybody comes out from the from sweating in Fraser's uh, bathroom and they and they're like what happened? And Fraser's like Kenny ate a live pigeon like a madman. <laughs> Also, yeah, the whole and that's what I was talking about with both of these, where it's these two plots that mm-hmm, intersect for a minute mm-hmm. for a pretty funny little joke. Uh, also, um, Roz's hair after spending all that time in the steam was so so big and funny. I really enjoyed it. Oh, two things I I I, I wanted to point out. One, when you're saying about uh, Roz, but I was thinking this with. Daphne looks is glowing. Mm-hmm. At, there's this one shot of her where it's like her hair and makeup is done mm-hmm. so well. And is she actually yes. pregnant? Yes, Jane leaves is pregnant. Okay, so I think she's got a pregnancy glow. She looks amazing. Like this, I, I don't remember what's happening. She's it's it's a one shot of her like over her shoulder is the kitchen, and she's coming out. And I was like, wow, she looks great. Like it was a really good shot, and I think it was like like I said, hair and makeup, and also just well, her. And you know, it's because what was it season seven when uh when jane leaves is pregnant again and she looks completely different this time in terms of mm-hmm. a, a well a, the way they're styling her because they were trying to hide it in season seven uh but also just like she looks like the way she's like carrying weight and everything is completely different this time um that happens and it happened with my sister not to like th- i was in australia for her first pregnancy and then i was there for her second one which is the one where she gained a lot of weight has lost it since but gained a lot of weight and she kept saying like why are you here for this one <laughs> like <laughs> like kind of like doing this whole thing and i was like no you look great and it was like she definitely had gained a lot of weight that for was the right response that specific her, pregnancy though, that she looks so great um oh but jane, you but jane, me? But you're right jane leaves looks like well, I, I don't know like a, like a model pregnant woman like appropriate yeah, she, she looks, she looks healthy. she's glowing she also they're dressing mm-hmm, her appropriately mm-hmm. because they can actually dress yeah. her as a pregnant person so um there's the other thing we kind thing, of just to go back really quick to yeah uh well this is going back to the office uh i was listening to an office ladies episode and jenna fisher was talking about how you know the first pregnancy that Pam has on the show, Jenna Fisher wasn't pregnant in real life, but the second one Pam mm-hmm. is. And, uh, you know, that when she told them, uh, that she was pregnant, they were like, you know, how do you feel about us writing it into the show? And she said that, uh, you know, I, I guess maybe she had, they've had a few health scares early on in her pregnancy. And she was like, Oh, if something happens, I like to the baby, they weren't going to have Pam lose the baby. So I was going to have to still play a pregnant person on the Ooh. show and still yeah. have storylines about being a new mom and all of these things. And she was like, it's really like a tough decision to make. Like it's, there, yeah. it's more than just, does it make sense for the storyline of the show? And how can we shoot around this if it doesn't? And what does this do to our shooting schedule with her being out on maternity leave? She was like, it's a lot of like mental and psychological things you have to work through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't doubt it. Um, there's also kind of a subplot of 
uh, Daphne is is sleeping, like rolling over and stuff in her sleep, and on top of Niles, and he doesn't want to mm-hmm. say anything. So he keeps showing up with more and, injuries. Yeah, that doesn't really. Does that lead into anything, or is it just kind of like a bit I they're think doing? It's just kind of like a bit that they're doing. And it's also not the first time they've done this bit. If you remember back when Daphne and Niles were first dating, Daphne kept like rolling over and pushing Niles out of bed in her sleep. And so it got to the point where Niles had like a second bed a little lower than their bed. And so when she rolled over he would and pushed him out, he would just land on the other bed. I was kind of like, haven't we already done that. this story? I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just to- I actually totally forgot about that till now. Um, and I was like, we should mention that. And then I was like, well, it doesn't really go anywhere. I couldn't remember if it like led to him. That's why he was feeling so maternal to the pigeon. Or oh, I don't remember. I, God, God, was it? You're so good at connecting the dots today. And I am just over mm-hmm. here like, what? I don't know. That's 100% what it was. He was like, I'm, I'm going to yeah. nurse something back to health. And yeah. <laughs> because my neck is in a brace and all that. Um, You want to go ahead and rate this one? Yeah. Um, You know, I'm also going to give this one. I'm going to give it um, seven cutoff ponytails. I gave it eight out of ten smudges. Smudges mm, good. I, I laughed quite a bit. I Like I said, it, I, I've said this like five times now, but like the like other dimensions version of the Frasier like sitcom, I was like, oh, this there's an interesting kind of like what if. Like what if it had been a workplace comedy more so than it, than it turned out to be. I thought that was kind of fun, and I really like. Like I said, it. I remember as they were getting to the end, I'm like, if they lose, it's really gonna lower the score of this one to me. Mm-hmm. Like it's gonna be like this is really funny and chaotic, but I want, I want them to win, and I think that's something that they start doing. You know, they do it more now. You know, the, my whole thing is the different why I like Parks and Rec over The Office is like they triumph and they succeed mm-hmm. and they're all in it together. And there used to be this thing of like a bunch of idiots where nothing can go right and everything, you know, it's like mm-hmm. womp womp at the end of every episode. And I was glad that this one is like, they did win. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also feel like I, this is, I mean, this is, so we're halfway through the last season. I feel like this is kind of one of the last big workplace all come together for like a common cause um, stories we're going to see from, from Frasier for this season. Yeah. I'm, I'm, ex- I'm, you know, and like you said, it's the home stretch. I'm excited. I'm also excited to get to the new stuff because I feel like I keep seeing stuff mm-hmm. about it. June Diane Rayfield's on I the most know, recent I episode. I saw that and I was like, oh, I wish we were talking about it. So, <laughs> so that's exciting. But, uh, Craniacs, if you want to get at us and tell us what you thought about these episodes, uh, if you want to, you know, give us a thumbs up or thumbs down if you've seen the new, yeah, uh, honestly, season, if you or anyone you know has any information, leading to the 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 location of the jam burglar or where she might be at this time please get at us we are on guard at be on guard yes lock away lock up your jelly jams lock up your jellies we are craniacs at gmail.com that's c-r-a-n-e-i-a-c-s we are craniacs a fraser podcast on facebook that's where we post a lot of this stuff um I, I was about to say I would post a picture of the jam burglar. I don't have a picture of her. I don't have no. like this person is out of my life forever, and I wonder if she even knows. Like, do you think she has any idea that like I can't believe I did that that night? I wonder. I'm starting to wonder, Ryan, if she even exists. <laughs> She's the, the the weirdest Tyler Durden yes. situation that's ever the jam burglar was in. Was what if I turned around like ah? She's like right there. Anyway, um, 
Anyway. Uh, but I, I, I am thinking, though, and I may just go ahead and do this. We'll see what happens. I am thinking I may post in the group just, like, here's the discussion thread for, like, comments about the new seat like the new season like and that we're not going to look at it but if there are, are craniacs out there who have been watching the new shows and they want to discuss Mm-mm-mm. like a play up a, a home for them to to go to um that's a good idea so we'll ch- we'll check that out on facebook uh we are available on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify overcast any 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 place you get Stitcher or whatever, any place you get a podcast, we should be there. If you look for us somewhere or not, let us know. But if you see us, please give us a five star review, the highest review, the highest review possible. We're a little tiny podcast. We really appreciate any of those reviews. Um, if you're thinking, well, maybe I'll give them a four star review. Uh, Laurel may have a uh, better use of your time. I do. I'm going to post this in the Facebook group and just hear me out, guys. I'm going to post a Walmart commercial in the Facebook group. And before you're like, Laurel, the look Ryan is giving me right now is look all of you have on your face right now. Um, no, it's just, hmm, where is she going with this? Walmart has released a Black Friday uh, deals commercial that is reunites the cast of Mean Girls sans Rachel oh, McAdams. Right. It is so well done. It is so clever. It is so maddening that it is a Walmart commercial because none of us really want to support Walmart. But... It's, I, I, I watched it twice the day it came out. I showed it to coworkers today and we watched it three times in a row and we all agreed we didn't want it mm. to end. So like, I'm going to post it in there. It is a minute and 50 seconds long and it, you know what, that's, it, it's just going to give a boost to your day. It's, oh, it's, it's so good. It's so, like Lindsay Lohan is in it. Lacey Chabert is in it. I don't want to spoil any more of it for you. So guys, I'm going to post it. You're welcome, but still don't shop at Walmart. So. <laughs> There's a meme going around now where it's like when I the day I go to Walmart instead of Target and it's like always just someone looking in like a shopping aisle looking around scared and you just hear people fighting in the background or things like uh, that. It, it, it has been years since I've been into a Walmart. And yes, uh, yeah, that's uh, one of the last times I went to the Walmart by my parents house uh, before that one closed down and got like rebuilt. Uh, I think I was like buying toothpaste and there were youths in the same aisle as me stealing toothbrushes. Youths. And I was like, what? What is happening? I mean, I, I hate to sound so classist because I agree. Like the last time I was in there, I was like, I want to get out of here. Like I, and you know, I don't know. I just, th- it's could It's just hit or miss. And I've never had a hit. So it's all miss, I guess. Yeah, I, 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 I only have know. my own experience to go off of at Walmarts and n- most of the time they have not been positive. So, well, don't shop at Mar- Walmart, but check out that video. Laurel's going to post it in the Facebook page. Um, but until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're listening. Bye, y'all. Laurel is the expert.